Down the Line Podcast with Tyler Hunt. It's storming outside because Brian Kelly's just raining in these recruits. That's a go, Tigers. You know, Joe Burrow, he was the one. (laughs) What's Brian Kelly going to do? I don't know. And now your host of Down the Line, Tyler Hunt. Hello and welcome to episode number 145 of Down the Lines. On today's episode, we are talking the Georgia Bulldogs and how they look after winning the national championship for the first time in 40 years. Well, guess what? Expect them to be right there again in the race to win the national championship. Why? Because they have 12 former five stars. They have 30 other players that were four stars. They continue to load up year after year in the recruiting cycle. Kirby Smart has that program just humming along. He has completely emulated Nick Saban. And thank God Georgia is in the East. That's all That's all I have to say is thank God they are in the East and we do not have to face them every year because if we had to face Alabama and Georgia every year, I would blow a gasket. Even though, even though LSU has done well against Georgia somehow. I don't know. I don't know how, but they have. Anyways, this year's Georgia squad Kind of reminds me of LSU's 2020 squad, except I'm not saying Georgia's going to go 500 because they are not. There's a huge, there's a a stark difference in the two. Uh, one, they have their quarterback back after leading to them after leading them to a national championship. Two, they have one of the best coaches in college football. And three, they don't have COVID that has completely wrecked their program with opt-outs and having to play an all-SEC schedule and uh, their coach isn't out with blonde bimbos and things like that. So this Georgia team's not going to do what LSU did in 2020. Here is how they are similar. One, it is the first national championship that the program has won in a long time. So, how do you get a group of 19, 20, and 21-year-olds to recoup and work hard after achieving everything they ever wanted to accomplish? That is what Nick Saban has been the best at out of anybody, which is why Saban is continually on top every single year. Can Kirby Smart do it? He came... Really close to winning a national championship a few times. Finally got it last year. So can Georgia not have the letdown of a national championship hangover? And can they run the table again and find themselves in the college football playoffs? Now, in a little while, I'll go through their schedule. It's set up for them to win. It is set up for them to go 12-0. and Will they? Maybe not because of what I just said. But... With what they do have coming back, because they lost a lot on defense. They lost a whole lot on defense. But one thing about having top recruiting classes every single year, and actually, Georgia's a team that 
did not get a transfer in this year. They have to be one of the only teams, if not the only team, to not go to the transfer portal and get guys out of the transfer portal because they lost a few guys. They lost Jermaine Burton, wide receiver, who was a huge, huge piece of not not Jermaine Burton. Um, what was his name? It was Jermaine Burton. I was right. I shouldn't have doubted myself. Jermaine Burton, he transfers to Alabama because, of course, Alabama is like, hey, you won the championship with Georgia last year. You're not going to win it this year because we are going to win it. So come play with us, win two national championships. So they lose Jermaine Burton to Alabama, um, but you still have playmakers there. You have Brock Bowers, the best tight end in the entire country. Um, you also... Tell me if you remember this guy's name. They have Arik Gilbert. Now, will Arik Gilbert play? I don't know. Whenever they strap it up against Oregon game one, we'll, we will see if Arik Gilbert can play football again. Um, we know how it went at LSU. He, he, he strapped up the first three or four games in 2020. He was dynamic, made some, made some great catches, and then he hasn't played the last year and a half since then. So... If Arik Gilbert can, if if Arik Gilbert plays and is a contributor on this team, within well Georgia has the best tight end duo in the history of sports. Uh, I will say that right now. Other than other than that, Georgia still has dynamic running backs because they always have dynamic running backs. They still have one of the, if not the best offensive line in the SEC, if not the entire country, because Georgia has just stockpile four- and five-star offensive linemen and first-star offensive linemen, Broderick Jones. Um, Georgia just can Georgia continues to have all-SEC-type uh, offensive linemen. Broderick Jones, Cedric Van Pran, who's from Louisiana but decided to go to Georgia over LSU. You also have Warren McClendon, another offensive lineman. That's three guys right there who are preseason All-SEC. Um, they'll have another couple of guys that step up and play All-SEC caliber and uh, keep Georgia – get. Keep giving Georgia's running backs big holes because, yes, they lose Jameer White. Yes, they lose James Cook, but they still have uh, Kenny McIntosh, who is it, – it, it's just his turn to – it's his turn to shine. They they had a couple of really, really high-ranked running back commits come. Branson Robinson uh, from Mississippi, a top 100 prospect. Um I want to say they had another running back. They did Andrew Paul from uh, Texas. He's He was a three-star prospect, but he's built like an SEC running back. He's 5'11", 220 pounds. So, Georgia's covered is not bare. And then if you want to look on, on the defensive side, where Georgia has been incredible. Georgia's been incredible. Last year, Georgia's defense was the best defense that anybody has seen since – possibly 2011 maybe when you can argue Alabama and LSU's defense were up there and that was a different 
era of football. Now everybody passes the ball, but Georgia still didn't give up more than 10, 10 points a game last year. Georgia's defense last year was phenomenal, and they lost a lot of production. But they have coming back a lot of production. They get Keeley Ringo back, who's preseason first team All-SEC. They get Nolan Smith back at linebacker, who's preseason first team All-SEC. Jalen Carter on the defensive line, preseason first team All-SEC. Do you see see where I'm getting with this? You look at Georgia, and it just it, it reminds you of Alabama. And it's it's ridiculous to see because – down here in Louisiana, we just dislike Alabama, and we don't want anybody to be like Alabama except for us. We want to be doing what Alabama's doing. Georgia has followed the blueprint because Kirby Smart is like, hey, I saw everything Nick Saban did. I'm going to go do the same exact thing. I'm going to stockpile four or five-star recruits. I'm going to uh, continually send players to the NFL but as soon as they're gone, there's going to be another guy that can uh, step in, step up, be playmakers. This Georgia team isn't going to go anywhere. Christopher Smith, safety, second team, All-SEC, a senior on this team. Robert Bill Jr., uh, senior, third team, preseason All-SEC uh, linebacker. So, yeah, Georgia's going to have to have a lot of guys who – uh, who step up, who have not played a whole lot on the collegiate level. But Georgia also has all the talent to replace it. If you look at if you look at their uh their class coming in, they got the number four overall prospect and defensive lineman uh Mikael Williams. Another of a, a, a five star among the 12 or 15 they have on this team. Another edge rusher, five-star Marvin Jones Jr. from American Heritage in uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. The number five and number six best cornerbacks, both five-stars, Jaheim Singletary, Dalen Everett. So the cupboard's not bare. Just like LSU in 2020, everyone was like, oh my gosh, how, after losing 19 players to the NFL, is LSU going to field a great team? Part of it's good recruiting. Now, in that season, LSU had to replace the best quarterback in the history of football. Georgia doesn't have to replace their quarterback that just won them a national championship. Georgia has their quarterback back. Georgia's coaching staff is is good. (laughs) It's, It's not this piece together of, hey, I'm going to go get my friends to coach this team. You know what I'm saying? Georgia's going to, Georgia has a has a system. They have a plan. They just won the national championship. The cupboard is still full. And the reason the reason that Georgia will be once again in the driver's seat will once again be in the SEC championship game is the schedule that they play. All Georgia has to do is not lose two games, and they're going to be right back in the college football playoff. Now, will they win the college football playoff? I I don't know. Alabama, Ohio State, 
maybe Michigan. They might have something to say about that. But should Georgia be in the Final Four? They're one of the top four teams in the country. And I'm, I'm going to run through their schedule. I really don't want to because it's just going to be a bunch of wins. But they start the season off with Oregon. That could pose a a problem for Georgia opening the season against a good team in Oregon. But I don't think that Oregon is ready for Georgia. So I would I want to take Georgia to win that game. And after that game, oh boy, nobody's going to come close. Listen to the schedule. Sanford, South Carolina, Kent State, Missouri, Auburn, Vanderbilt, bye week. So going into their bye week, as long as they beat Oregon, 6-0, easy. South Carolina and Spencer Rattler might give them a scare, but I doubt it. Auburn, really not sure how Auburn's going to look, but are they going to be able to compete with Georgia? I don't think so. Florida, they get Florida, well, at it's not at home. It's still uh, in Jacksonville, I want to say. But Florida under first-year coach Billy Napier, I don't believe he's going to win that game. Give me Georgia. Tennessee, they get Tennessee at home. So really, this is the biggest question mark on the season is, can they beat Tennessee, who I believe could be the second-best team in the SEC East, partially because of Tennessee's offense. So if this game was week two, week three, I might give Tennessee a chance to win this game. This game being in November, Georgia's defense, barring just a whole bunch of injuries, is going to be able to – we'll have figured out by then who works where, what works, and what system, especially with Kirby Smart as their coach. Georgia's defense by November is going to be just chugging along. It's probably going to be stopping every single person that steps on the other side of the field, including Tennessee. Mississippi State doesn't have a shot. Kentucky. At Kentucky. So weird things happen in November. At Kentucky could pose a problem. And then Georgia Tech to finish out, which is going to be a win. Easy. So if you look at this schedule, there's three games that Georgia could possibly lose. Oregon, Tennessee, and Kentucky. So if Curry Smart does not have this team uh, focused and ready, Georgia could lose all three of those games. The hangover effect of a national championship could get to them. And those are three games that they could possibly lose. I don't think that's going to happen. I think they beat Oregon. Tennessee and Kentucky are really the two games that are are losable games for Georgia. So if... um, if a perfect storm occurs, Tennessee could win or Kentucky could win. I don't think Kentucky's on that level yet. Tennessee really is the biggest chance that Georgia has uh, to lose. And then they it and either way, they're going to be 11 and 1 or 12 and 0 going into the SEC championship and playing Alabama. This Georgia team's good. And it's going to keep being good. They're going to they're going to keep stockpiling talent. Kirby Smart's going to keep this Georgia team right at the top. And if 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 by 
if by any means that changes, I will be as surprised as you see. This Georgia team, there's no reason for them not to represent the East in the SEC championship and possibly represent the SEC in the college football playoff. This Georgia team is really good. They have a bunch of playmakers. Brock Bowers could possibly uh, have some talks as being the first tight end to win a Heisman. I doubt he will. He'll probably win the Mackey, though. He's he's really freaking good. Um, I, I really don't know what else to say. Georgia's good. They're going to be good. They're going to keep being good. I just want LSU to get there. Hopefully. And how how long is uh Kirby been at Georgia now? Because it's it's been a while. Seven years. He's been there for seven years. Sixty six and fifteen in seven years. Kirby's doing his thing, man. Kirby is doing his thing. And he's gonna keep chugging. It's Georgia and Alabama is the class of the SEC and everybody else is trying to catch up. So Good job, Kirby. Good job, Georgia. Congratulations on SEC East crown. I give it to you here in August. You've already won it. But that'll do it for me today. Coming up next on Down the Lines, we are going to start with LSU's opponents and who they will face this year. Starting with Florida State, I'm going to break down. Uh, I'm going to break down Florida State and kind of start giving a little. Uh, preview into what those games will look like. I will be going straight through LSU's schedule, uh, starting with Florida State, and then I'll probably group <laughs> all of the uh, other non-conference games together because it, it really doesn't matter. But that'll do it for today. Thank you for joining me. Please like, subscribe, um, hit the notification bell, and I will catch y'all down the lines.